0: What? I was just making sure the signal was good enough. All right. So what was something that you got as a kid? Like something that your parents bought you and you're like, Yeah, like I'm one of the cool kids now, like I'm in.
1: Um, I think guys do that more, or <laughs> maybe I just wasn't one of those kids. I don't remember. Really? I don't remember having anything where I was just like, Oh, now I'm in with the incorrect like because I don't know, as much as I definitely did things, I'm not going to try to, you know, fake like I wasn't one that liked um, to be liked, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't often. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I was picked on fairly often. Mm -hmm. And while that hurt my feelings, I never, I never thought like, oh, if I could just have, then they would like me. Mm -hmm. I think at a certain point, maybe middle school, I was just like, they're not going to like me and that's fine. Mm. So I had whatever real friends I had, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, that was enough. Like I never, there was never anything that I was like, Ooh, they gonna think, um, you know what I will say <laughs> as I was talking, I just remembered. So I don't know how many girls went through this, but wearing your hair down was a thing. Like <laughs> once you could wear your hair down, uh-huh. like you were like cute, cute. And for me, um, that was a big thing for like a second. And mm-hmm. then it wasn't. Because, I mean, it was middle school. I think it was, it was eighth grade. Uh-huh. I wanted so badly to wear my hair down. And so my mom, she'd straight my hair and everything and put it in a ponytail. And it looked very nice. It was fun. I mean, it looked really cute. Um, but I just really wanted my hair down like the other girls. Mm-hmm. And so um, I used someone else's comb. Gross. and right gross and i parted my hair like in half like (sighs) so that it would be easier i guess is what i my thought process was to put it back up anyway and so i just like combed out that was so disgusting but anyway surprised my hair didn't fall but and i just like left the bottom part you know the bottom half and then i put the top half up in a ponytail so i like some of it out But like, Uh, I don't know, that made me feel better, like my conscience. So uh, I wasn't like, oh, I know I shouldn't have my hair down, but uh, like, you know, and I think that, and I'm just assuming because I have a daughter now, but I think the reasoning was not, you're not allowed to wear that hairstyle because it's ungodly. mm -hmm. My attitude completely changed. You know, Like I was really, exactly. So when people say, oh my gosh, why don't you get her hair straightened? It's not a religious, oh, we're against her getting her hair straightened. But I know y'all know, like, one little kid or somebody that you went to school with, and it was like, Lord, as soon as her mom started letting her wear nail polish, or as soon as they started, whatever, it's like they were a different person. And that was me with my hair. So it wasn't that I was given anything. It was just like, if my hair was ever down, up until I would say wow that was it it was just seventh it was middle school it was like seventh and eighth grade once high school hit i was so quick to put in a ponytail like ain't nobody trying to straighten no hair every day
0: right nah that's yeah leia is definitely like like that lady i was telling you about on that meme and it was like she put the fur coat on and it was like calling her husband frederick and was just like you peasants (laughs) like that is leia when her hair is when you let her wear her hair hair out yeah like she's just shaking all over the place and just yeah hands on her hips like it's just like a lot it's like yeah, nah, go go change, right? Go put back on your eight-year-oldness. Like that's
1: <laughs> she's gotten better, but she has not arrived. Nah. and so um, we've identified that, and so while we're still working that out in her, you know, with love, of course, mm-hmm. um, we've got some restrictions there mm-hmm. so that she's not getting on everyone's blessed nerve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, it was hair.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, you know, for me, it's sneakers. It's always sneakers, right? Um, <laughs> but no, I remember. I mean, there was a time where I wasn't buying my own sneakers. Yeah. So I remember I was in middle school, and I, like, begged my mother for a pair of Iversons. And I wasn't specific enough. So, like, for Christmas that year, I got Iversons. But they were just, like, some random, like, the equivalent of, like, Team Jordans, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, you're asking, like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, yeah, no, don't, don't worry about it. Don't get that one. Just because I got a Jordan sign on it, that's not not the ones
2: right right? so
0: (laughs) she got me these Iversons and I was just like right but I wore them because I mean they were still Iversons and this one mom bought right but um it's like the last day of seventh grade for whatever reason my mom bought me Air Force Ones like usually we got our schools for back to school I guess she got it for like some kind of deal or something mm-hmm. but anyway i ended up getting the sneakers like before summer break started and so it was like okay so i like the last day of school i walked, i rolled up in in the school oh like my lord like um like nick cannon and love don't cost a thing i don't remember oh well i just thought i was like everything like oh yeah like that is so ridiculous. My mom, my because mom, she bought me, she bought me those sneakers.
1: That
0: is so funny. She bought me like a Sean John shirt and like these jean shorts. Oh, so you
1: came up with the whole outfit.
0: Because she was working at Belk. So oh she got Lord. like, like Belk had this section. I don't know who remembers this, but Belk had this section. It was like the young men's section. And that was when like all the hip hop uh, clothing lines were in. So it was like South Pole, Echo, sean john rock all in the same section my mom got the discount so it was like we got like a couple outfits every season i was like all right see how i can switch this outfit up like she bought me this tracksuit, and it was like all right i'll wear the jacket this day but i'll wear the pants the next day like anyway but yeah that was
1: i cannot wait to tell your mom all this because uh, you already know what she's gonna say
0: what but
1: didn't want to do no homework <laughs>
0: That's fine. That's because, totally I mean, fine.
1: but to be fair, you had great grades. You just really—I don't know—you were like on strike against homework. It took too much time.
0: Oh my gosh! And for what? <laughs> if That's I had exactly what she saying. If I had a hundred average no in the class without the homework, well, I had a ninety. My point is, I was doing well enough. Like, I got other he things to think learned. about when I get home. Practice
1: makes perfect. We don't just.
0: No, it was still an inefficient use of time. No. It was.
1: No, it's so that you can practice. If you have a 90, you have not mastered the class.
0: If I have a 90 because every other average is 100 except homework, then I have absolutely mastered the class. I guess. How do we get on this topic?
1: I'm not sure, but you can help someone else. It does not mean like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like just...
0: So I like
1: why not give it your best? Why not? Because
0: you're already the best. I think there can be an argument made. We all know
1: we need to pray for. Thank you so much for your prayers. There, (laughs) because clearly there's still y'all not praying hard enough.
0: (laughs) There, there can be an argument made that just taking the time to do homework builds good habits. Mm -hmm. But. Don't tell me that homework is to get you ready for a test. If I got a hundred on the test and I didn't do homework, that's, that's dumb. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That's not logical.
1: So I think maybe what, what turns me off is the attitude. Not even so much as you didn't do it. Like the attitude seems extremely arrogant. Like I don't need to do homework cause I'm the best. Like, you well, know, I mean, that's
0: not how I articulated it then. Or re- even now, now. I feel like you
1: really? Because can y'all rewind real quick? What did you, he say?
0: Because you said, <laughs> you said to put your be your do your best. And I said, well, yes. they already got the best.
1: Okay. So I'm talking about doing things and excellence as unto the Lord. Not because you feel like you've mastered the class. So yeah. I don't need to do homework.
0: Well, I wasn't doing anything unto the Lord back then.
1: Yeah. You surely were not, were you? <laughs> All right. Moving on. Anyway. Um, so. <laughs> so if he's given homework today, he's going to do that homework as unto the Lord. I mean, I do all sorts of work now. Right. Yeah. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not doing, you're not going to hand me a worksheet like, oh, what are your household responsibilities?
1: Bet. Right after this podcast.
0: (laughs) Bet I won't do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. You're being real cute right now. You know you're going to fill
0: that out. Anyway. Anyway. So this week we're talking about validation. Where are we getting it? Where are you getting your validation?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: so I mean we're talking about this need for validation I don't remember how long ago this came up we were in the car driving down Capitol, and you asked me something like I feel like you asked me if I ever I don't know how we got on the subject but you asked something and my answer was well I think everyone has, like, some sort of a need for external validation or acceptance. I don't think that's an issue. I think the issue is, like, what you do with that need. And so, it's like, oh, well, let's talk about this on the podcast then. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, can you even remember what you asked?
1: No. Oh. I literally was just like, sure, I'm sure I asked you. I have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I really was just like, and I said, like in my head, I hope he does not ask me because I don't remember.
0: Gotcha. I so, mean, we
1: talk a lot, obviously. So, well,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> not about homework, though.
1: Should, boy. You know what?
0: <laughs> so, I don't know. We talk about this need for validation and how it can be unhealthy, and I mean, it's not just in relationships, like it's all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Um, so when we were we were preparing for this conversation, I was looking up uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And so, like, basically they, they illustrated it as, like, a pyramid. So the bottom or the most important is, like, your basic needs, like food, water, shelter. And then the next level up is, like, safety and security. And then right above that is the need for acceptance and belonging, And I mean, I think in that, in those words, it's basically validation. Like, okay, I belong to this group. This is who I am because these people like love me, identify with me, whatever. Right. And so, I mean, that basic human need is there. God made us that way. Right. But very often we look to the wrong sources
2: Mm -hmm. for
0: that acceptance, for that validation, right? And like I said, it's not just in relationships, but I mean, that need for acceptance can lead people into gang culture. Um, I remember when I was in school, like everyone had like this, I shouldn't say everyone. A lot of people had this weird obsession with like joining a fraternity or a sorority. Like, and I don't know how it was at like other schools, but at my school, it was just like, this really cutthroat system like you had (laughs) girls like (laughs) you had girls like uh keeping spreadsheets trying to remember people's names and like just it was really intense the things people would do so they could one day say oh i'm a member of this sorority and these are my sisters and i'm like yo you hated that person like a month ago (laughs) but okay (laughs) right so i mean that's an example um Mm -hmm. Some of us find, it, uh, you know, validation of those material things that we were talking about earlier, right? Like, I might have an unhealthy obsession with sneakers, or I may have at one point. I think I'm good now, but um, don't do that.
1: I didn't do anything.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> I did it. So, but my point is, you know, we when we look to the wrong sources mm-hmm. for that validation. It can cause issues, like yes. lots of issues. Um, so, I mean, I guess to stay out of relationship water for a second, can you think of a time where, like, your need for validation or, like, some sort of acceptance created, like, an unhealthy habit or an unhealthy situation for you?
1: Mm. Um. Obviously in school, I'm thinking to high school, um, Hmm. I guess hanging around the wrong people because I wanted I wanted to feel like I was a part of of something that was considered cool something that was considered like I will be one of you guys if you tell me that I'm cool enough to be a part of Mm. this so then I would just act out of character you know like yeah. you and everyone knows that person at work or that person in your family or at school or wherever and you're like that is not even you like why are you acting like that right like why are you talking like that when did you start wearing it mm-hmm. and there were times where I would um, wear makeup like just randomly mm-hmm. anyone that knows me like anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> that knows me Knows that I don't wear makeup. I'm not against makeup. I'm not anti-makeup. Because what's interesting is I follow like on Instagram and on um, YouTube where I'm subscribed to. On YouTube a lot of like makeup. I just like because I see it as an art form. Mm. Like when people are putting makeup on or showing you how to apply it or whatever. I love that stuff. It's calming to me. So no, I'm not against makeup. I'm, I'm against spending 30 minutes of my time in the mirror when I could be sleeping mm. or you know getting something else done so that's just me but I don't fault people for doing that but um, I would do it in high school like if I felt like oh this is what um, that girl does and and she's popular and it wasn't even like attention from boys it was just attention in general mm. like just validation that I'm, I'm pretty because I put this on I'm important because they notice me um I don't know, like, you know, just belonging um, or wanting to belong to those set of people. And every time I think about it, I'm like, why did I want to belong? And I think it was just because they were I was in their age group. We were the same age. And so I was like, these are my people. They're not. But that's how I felt at the time. Like, these are my people. I have to belong to them or at least a small group of them. And so, yeah, that was the silliest thing that I've done um, was like, just, I don't know, as a girl, and I don't want to say as a girl, like guys don't do it, but, um, I don't know, trying to look the part uh-huh. because I wanted to be accepted.
0: Gotcha. It's weird. Yeah. That reminded me of like middle school again, um, where I don't know. Like I was never that kid that would like just do stuff. Cause other kids were doing it, but I definitely like, remember, wanting to fit in when I got to middle school and I think it was just because I because of you know where I was coming from um but I was because I had skipped a grade I skipped fifth grade so I went from fourth grade into middle school but I was coming from private school so I was going to a private Christian school Mm -hmm. and coming out of that into public middle school and then I was a year younger than everyone else, mm-hmm. right? And then, of course, in public school, everyone has base schools. So, it's like, these are kids that have been together since, like, elementary school. So, to, like, to break into, like, that, those social circles, like, there's got to be something interesting about you. Yeah. And there was nothing interesting about me, right? Like, I came to middle school with <laughs> button-up shirts and a crease in my jeans and the shirt tucked in. like
1: there's nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with that but um when you look different than the majority Mm -hmm. you just kind of stand out and so you know people for lack of understanding are they gravitate towards that and they pick on it just because they don't understand it you know
0: yeah yeah but i mean again looking back I, i can definitely see how i look strange Right. So, I mean, you, you, you are a strange person, like you're a stranger. No one knows you and you're dressed weirdly and you speak differently. Like there was a lot that was like just not fitting in about me in middle school. So anyway, long story short, in order to fit in, I just adopted the language. And so in middle school, that just meant I cussed like a sailor.
1: In middle school,
0: I became quite proficient in the art Lord. of profanity, specifically Lord. in the sixth grade. I feel like that's when it's
1: Lord. the sixth grade. That's
0: when it's the worst. Like what? Listen, y'all. Listen, y'all. No. And who knows? Maybe it just was the area I went to school in. M- had to be. Could have been. Must have been. Anyway.
1: <laughs> Good grief.
0: My point, the like
1: sixth grade. Like
0: looking back, I think that's when kids are just like really testing whatever boundaries they can test. Yeah. Right. And you know, you go from having one teacher in elementary school to having like a series of teachers in middle school and you've got lockers and I don't know, I guess you feel like you're grown, but then I don't know what it, I guess it's just cause there's so many people hitting puberty at the same time. I, I don't know what it is. I
1: don't know what was wrong with y'all. I'm but
0: <laughs> but I, wow. I it was, it was such a culture shock
1: for mm, me. Yeah.
0: And I remember being like, okay, that's how these kids are. And I remember I was like, I was like okay, I'm not going to be like that kid. Like that kid seems dumb and he's fighting all the time. But I got to learn how to hold my own. Like I'm not about to be getting picked on
1: every Yeah, day. I think everyone has that, um, they still have their limit.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: even when you're acting out. Now mm-hmm. some people may not, but most people do where they kind of observe first or even a little and then mm-hmm. they're like, Okay, I'm not going to do that, but I have to kind of look like I belong here. So what am I going to do? What am I going to say? How am I going to act? Right. So it's just interesting that you pick that. That's funny. And
0: That's such an. Well, because I guess it's like I can't change my clothes. Right. Yeah. Because my mom dresses me or she buys my clothes. I guess she doesn't dress me. Right. I can't magically like come from their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Right. But if I speak like them, it's very easy for me to just speak like myself when I get home. Hmm. right
1: wow That's
0: but interesting. that turned into a very bad habit that
1: i mean yeah yeah i mean sixth grade i you i'd say you were a vet like i'd be mean, <laughs> what in the blessed assurance with the sixth grade i'm still Leia's going to the fourth grade yeah so my mind is like no what
0: i remember when we had the conversation oh well goodness. when i had the conversation with leia i was taking her to the bus stop
1: i remember uh, you told me
0: yeah <laughs> about curse words and so she's basically like, i'm kind of see what she knows right and she's like well i know this word right and i was just like hmm Right. But then there was like the majority of words. She's like, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, okay, good, good, good. Right. We'll revisit this
1: later. What I liked was I had the same conversation with her as well. Mm. Um, And I liked her response. She was like, I can tell they're bad words um, because the teacher or the bus driver, whoever, gets upset and they get in trouble when they say those words Mm -hmm. um and she's very just I don't know I feel like sometimes when I describe her people think that I'm trying to be like oh our child is just so above but honestly if you don't if you haven't spent time with her then that it could sound that way but I just mean because we have friends um whose daughter is the same way Uh um shout out to Alicia and (laughs) (laughs) Troy no but seriously like Uh just very um not observant. What's the word called? Like they analyze things. Mm-hmm. And so it's not even like, oh, I want to know this because I want to say it or use it. Mm-hmm. It's just like I like to have this information to put it in its proper place. Right, right, right. So when we had the conversation, she was like, Yeah, I know. And she listed all of them. Mm-hmm. And when she listed them, I kind of look I was trying not to like react. Uh-huh. Because she wasn't trying to say it like to be like oh i'm saying cuss words like right. it was just like yeah i know this 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 you don't say mm. um and you don't tell someone to you know go to like you don't oh, da, da, da and then she's <laughs> like oh and then she asked was it me or you i think she asked me she was like what does it mean when somebody um holds up their finger and i was like what so i literally thought she meant at church and i was like
2: like where did bathroom? you
1: right and i was like so i said where did you see that uh-huh. and she was like when we were driving and i was like oh no okay so when they put up that finger
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i was like well they were driving and so then i had to explain right. um and she was like oh that is terrible and i was like yeah She yes. was like hmm yeah. and so that's really the extent of it mm-hmm. um we've never gotten any calls or messages or anything about her using profanity or anything like that right um, so that's not a concern. Personally. I mean, if
0: anyone would like a list of all Leia's shortcomings, I got that somewhere. Right.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, no one's saying she's d- part Definitely not
0: like in the perfect child contest. No. But, um.
1: We, uh. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> so,
1: not even in the top twenty. No, really.
0: That's, okay, gosh, like.
2: I mean, I'm not saying
1: she's bad. Okay? She
0: she's got to be like in the top seven at least. Like, you just. I'm sorry, I was just 20. having
1: fun. Uh-huh. I'm not. <laughs> like, laugh with me, guys. Hey, I was just having fun. She's uh, a great child. All right, right,
0: right. But I mean, I, we I got into all that to say, like, you know, again, it was a bad habit. It was, and I mean, like, I can't. Like when you when you speak a certain way, people just judge you differently, right? Yeah. Like I remember having a conversation with someone in college who like assumed my grades were much worse than they were, based on how I spoke to people.
2: Mm.
0: And I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, I thought you wasn't about nothing." Like, "What?" I'm in college. What are you talking about? Right? Well, but,
1: well, well, well.
0: I mean, yeah, well. I guess that's true.
1: Right. <laughs> well, well. well.
0: <laughs> but yeah, right. Um. So, yeah, that was, that's, like, a very mild example of how, like, trying to fit in or needing needing that external validation can be detrimental and even self-destructive and can take you away from opportunities that may be out there for you.
2: Um, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, we came to this point or this discussion as it relates to relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. And how this need for validation, (laughs) this need for validation. Every
1: time. I'm sorry.
0: That's all good. (laughs) (laughs) um, You have like the most or the least cleared throat ever.
1: I don't know what it is, dude. Like, I can drink a gallon of water and Mm -hmm. I'll still be on the podcast. Like, I
0: don't know. Right. But yeah, so I mean, this need for external validation can really be detrimental to, Mm -hmm. you know, your relationships, your friendships, and etc so i guess we can jump right into that um i don't know ask me a question
1: i can't (laughs) not command me to ask you a question i don't know what to ask you i mean i don't know i feel like when i think we were just talking about this earlier today but Uh like when you have issues with um needing to be validated Mm -hmm. it really takes your focus off of whatever relationship you're in, whether it's a friendship or your sister or brother or parents or Mm -hmm. girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever. You're really not able to experience the, the fullness of that relationship because you're just focused on what you say about me? My eyes pretty? Oh, okay. And then you just go back to the mirror. Like you just... I don't know.
0: Right. And I mean, not even just in the way of like affirmation, like, oh, my partner says this about me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel like one of the biggest issues that I see is that we use relationships to validate us. Like just the fact that we're in a relationship.
1: Yes. Oh my Lord. Like,
0: I can't wait to find a man because, or, you know, I'm going to get a girl that looks like this and then. Like it's like our relationship becomes sort of a status symbol.
1: And I think that's why we have a lot of women that are running around. Like, I just can't wait to get married.
0: Right. Right. And I, I mean, it's a whole different topic, but,
1: but it's I I'm just I saying. feel like
0: in the church, we, we do <clears throat> marriage a disservice. Like we celebrate marriage because obviously, you know, we can expand the kingdom by expanding, like by multiplying ourselves. Yeah. Right, So, I mean, you get married, you have kids. Cool. That is definitely a win for the kingdom, but that's not the only way a kingdom wins. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we don't talk about like going out into the world to make disciples. Instead, we talk about multiplying ourselves and like <laughs> strengthening numbers in that way. Mm-hmm. And so then it in in an unfair way, it makes singles feel like, okay, I can't really contribute to the cause of Christ. Unless I go find someone to be with right, and it's just like no, there's a whole lot of stuff to do before you or even if you never end up with someone right like there are plenty of examples of single people in the Bible that just you know did what they were supposed to do, <clears throat> like I didn't hear nothing about Enoch's wife, right, like Lot was good, but Lot's wife was like well she she wasn't no more after a while, right, <laughs> right. I'm just saying and I it.
1: think that we can, um, I've heard, I mean, at several churches where they'll, you know, and not to, you know, hurt or belittle anyone or make fun of them, but we have to be careful with the comments that we make to people that are single too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is just, if you're one of those people, just be careful with your words, you know, um, if you're, so when are you gonna get married or, um, I don't know, just stuff like that. Just be careful because you don't know what that person you know, goes through in their alone time and what God's still dealing with them on. And so you don't want to push that agenda. If God's like, that is not where they need to be right now. They need to be just focused on me and just take care of some things first. Um, You don't want to do that. Or even if they're in a relationship, when y'all going to get married? Right. Especially if you're not the one that's counseling them and you Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. um, in those counseling sessions. And I'm speaking from experience, so, um, (laughs) you know, It is not just as easy and as quick as, not always, as, oh, we like each other and everything's great and we're going to go to the altar next month. Like, it doesn't, it does not always work that way. Um, In very, very, very rare cases it does, but um, generally it does not. So just be careful with your words. Um, It's fine to be like, oh, you guys are such a cute looking couple or I'm so happy for you and your godly relationship and I'm praying for you guys and you know, whatever, but I don't know. I feel like there's so much pressure. Like, once someone is with someone else, it's like now you've arrived. Right. It's kind of the vibe, and it's like, "Mm, you were cool single, though. Like, you know, I have friends. um, I actually have a friend now who is getting married um, in a few months, actually, and I'm very happy for her, but I have never felt like now I can talk to her or now she's a part of the crew oh, yeah. because she's married. Uh-huh. Like she's always been the homie. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And it had nothing to do with, it had everything to do with her walk with Christ Right. and just that we could have real conversations. Right. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, obviously we couldn't go dive deep into marriage, but that never bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that some people, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I've, her conversations and seeing the way people act sometimes around singles and it can really um send off the wrong signals that they need to get married to belong. Right. And that's not okay.
0: Right. And I think the point we're trying to arrive at is that we all <laughs>
1: Y'all know how we do.
0: <laughs> is is that we all belong. <clears throat> right. And the whole point of this conversation is to help anyone who may struggle with this to be able to find that sense of contentment yeah not complacency but contentment in that god loves us all where we are yes for who we are right right and so there's no amount of doing or striving that makes him love us more and there's no situation that we need to be in for him to love us Mm -hmm. right and you know once we understand that then we can kind of get into okay well then what's my identity in Christ? Who does God say I am? Right? And that can help us stay out of these situations where it's like, okay, I'm putting up with XYZ thing that's against my character in order to fit in.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And I think, you know what? I remember when I was in middle school and like high school, you know those are like <clears throat> I'm those, so sorry. It's all good though. Well, <laughs> I mean, those are like the t- you have water.
1: I know, but I didn't want to be loud like opening it. Oh, but it's, I mean, at this point, right? It's
0: probably less loud than.
1: Okay, <laughs> you know what? Y'all but, excuse
0: me. But anyway, like, you know, <laughs> middle school, high school age is like obviously you're going through puberty and you're going through like these weird social structures trying to navigate school and relationships in that way. And it seems like all the Christian adults, that's when they want to point to like oh but you're a peculiar people like god's chosen people and i'm like that does not make me feel any better about being picked on like what like what are you talking about right now well you're you're a royal priesthood a chosen like what shut up sorry
2: that
0: was
1: not supposed to be funny at all that was not
0: it's true though like i'm (laughs) I'm just sitting here with like a face full of pimples and you're like, Oh, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay. That's nice. Sally. Like, listen,
1: and I'm sure everyone doesn't feel that way, but I definitely understand what you mean. Mm. Um, Because, and that's why we have the conversations that we do in the way that we do so Mm. that it's practical. Right. Um, Because I think that, you know, when someone's coming to you, especially at that age with what you're going through, it can feel like you really just don't understand.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And it's not that you have to change what you're saying, but maybe how you're saying
2: it. <laughs> like, right.
1: you know, a royal priesthood and all that, depending on where my knowledge is on what you're talking about, I may not really understand that jargon. Right. You may have to break it down, but then also not just come to me with that alone. Um, get to know me as a person. Jesus is the same thing. Um, and so, I don't know. I feel like, and Tony Evans talks about this, y'all know. Love me some Tony Evans. Not as much as Jesus, but... Um, but he talks about, you know, getting to the person's heart before you try to just shove Jesus down their throat. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really, it's, it's effective and Jesus did the same. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand that because I mean, it does feel that way. And I think it's almost like for some, it's this desperate attempt to make sure that you're always right with God and that you don't mess up and. You know, so they don't know how to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some people, because they sort of remember, they may have kids that are going through the same. They're just like, oh, hormones and whatever. And I don't want to talk about that. And, you know, but it's not always that. And y'all know what I'm talking about. But sometimes it's just, you know, I feel lonely. Or, um, you know, am I pretty enough? Or, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a lot easier to start that conversation. um, Or just hang out with them. Spend time with them, go out to eat, go to a theme park, something um, than it is to just shove Jesus down their throat because it's kind of falling on rocky soil um because they don't know you like that <laughs> like,
0: yeah, and I, it's just yeah, we can do a lot better in our outreach, but I think yeah. I think so much of our outreach is flawed because we don't go out anywhere. Like, no, I mean, for real, like we, for whatever, like I grew up in church, I, up until I was like 12, I can count on one hand the number of times we actually left the church building to do anything besides going to another church, Mm, Yeah. you know? And so, I mean, we create these echo chambers, as seems to be a buzzword online these days, right? Where, you know, we're all. You know, we all have one thought process. We all, you know, one band, one sound, right? But then, like, something comes up that's foreign to us and we don't, we, we don't not act with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, uh, get away from me. Get thee behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. Let me quote this Bible verse and throw some oil at you. And eventually, you'll conform to what I'm doing. Right. I don't want to change anything about me to help you along this journey.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And that leads to dumb stuff. But, yeah. um, yeah where were we I feel like we are all over the place tonight
1: we do that a lot though so, we, I mean, it's not really and I think it's funny because like I always feel like oh my gosh we're like here there and everywhere and then I'll listen to the podcast again and I'm like oh well, I mean it wasn't terrible like we didn't sound but I mean I don't know that's just how we talk in general so
0: <laughs> <laughs> right but I mean I think you know it's just important to understand like how much God loves us and yeah. it's hard to do that without really getting into his word yeah right but as you crack open the bible as you start reading you'll read about all sorts of like people who were just in all kinds of crazy situations who did dumb stuff who like turned their backs on god Mm -hmm. like and you see through all of those situations like god loved him or them yeah right and then you'll also get into god's heart like what god wants us to be yeah and then you know as you start getting into proverbs and stuff like that like you'll get into like how god wants you to act and then even more so like in the gospels of the new testament um and you know as you get into like paul's writings specifically addressing the church and members of the body mm-hmm. right and so i mean if you're not careful that can just sound like a list of rules if you're not like really in fellowship and, you know, in relationship with God on a daily basis. But as you really start to walk this out, what you'll realize is like, wow, God loves me for me. Right. And God loves me in a way that no one else can. Right. And so then you're not looking to people to fill that space. Right. Now, I mean, I think when we were originally were having this conversation, we were talking about how people come into relationships with all sorts of crazy expectations. And it's because they were finding their validation in, one, maybe it was their relationship status or their economic status or what it is people say about them, whatever the case may be. Right. And that's so dangerous because all those things can change. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I have a job today. Tomorrow. I may not. You know, like what happens then?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I remember like when I was coming up, I remember because I skipped a grade, I always took pride in being like the youngest person to do this thing or that thing. hmm. Right. And I remember like I went through a season where after I graduated, it was very difficult for me to find a job. Right. And meanwhile, all my friends were going to grad school. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, like all my friends have master's degrees and I'm like working in customer service for pennies. And I'm like, yeah, I'm um, no longer the youngest to be like exceptional person. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And that was really difficult for me, like going mm-hmm. through that. Um, you know, I had. You know, there's definitely been times where I've looked to you unfairly to validate me in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we, you know, Kind of along the same lines of validation, and yeah, we can talk about like the love languages, like uh, Doctor uh, Gary Chapman writes about, right? Like there's different love languages. Um, one of them is quality time. <laughs> it's it's labor. Quality, <laughs> there's quality I'm time. Like, come on, babe. There's words of affirmation. <laughs> Act uh, of acts of service. There you go.
2: Mm-hmm. There's two more. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't say I knew them. But the the point is, right, like these are ways Physical that... touch. Okay.
1: And then I can't remember the other one, sorry. I
0: don't know. That book the book is behind you somewhere over there.
1: I'm not about to be making all sorts of ungodly noise
2: from <laughs>
0: nah, The the relationship books are toward that second shelf from the bottom. I don't know. If you don't see it, don't worry about it because that bookshelf is kind of full. I feel like I did just see it though. You probably did. I found it. I found it. Cool. So it should be on the back of it. Is it on the back?
1: Words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, physical touch.
0: Gifts. That's the one we were missing.
1: <laughs> How could we forget the gifts? <laughs> uh, right.
0: But my my point is, right, like we all have different love languages. Yeah. But if we're not careful, our partner not showing us love in those ways could make us feel worthless, Mm -hmm. could make us feel like we're not who we're supposed, who we say we are, who God says we are. Yeah. Right. And if we're constantly looking at our partners to provide that sense of validation for us, then whenever they do fail, eventually we're going to end up looking for somewhere else for it. Right. And that is the unhealthy part. Right. Like, you know, if, Ashley doesn't tell me I'm the greatest husband ever, right? I should know that just because she didn't say it doesn't mean it's not true, right? right. Well, not that I'm the greatest. My point is, right. you know, that <laughs> I'm I I'm, I'm I'm in right standing with God. I'm doing right. the right things. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm I'm good, so to speak.
1: And I mean, I agree with everything that you said, um, but I also wanted to add that it doesn't mean that you are that it's okay for you to not say anything to your spouse about the you know what I mean? Yeah. So that mean that doesn't mean like, oh, why well, ain't about to say nothing to him, then. Like that's that's not okay. That's not what that means. Like right. that doesn't mean you just never praise him for um, being a great husband, right. or for contributing in the household, or for not losing his temper, or you know, just things. That I'm not just saying for every little thing. Thank you for coming home today. Like you know, that's stuff But <laughs> but you know, it is important to. Um, feel valued as a member of the family yeah. and so you don't want to just write that off like listen or try to tell your spouse so this is terrible like you have validation issues I shouldn't have to tell you that I love you you should know that like
2: that's
1: uh-huh. not the same thing that's not what we are talking about so
0: right, right, right. I, check mean, that out. <laughs> I mean if we're we're in a loving relationship then we both should feel not even like a responsibility or an obligation but just like we should have a desire to meet our partner's needs
1: right i will right. say okay i have a question for you okay so what would you say because i um and y'all know this is real love so we keep it real um i definitely had issues like with self-esteem and i'm not saying i'm perfect now but i'm, I'm saying it was terrible when we started mm-hmm. um invalidation and, and all that when we first started out What would you what advice would you give to someone that may be, let's say a guy or a girl, it doesn't matter, but that's dating someone and they're like, I think they may have some self esteem validation issues. How do I know? Should I leave them? Like we're not they're not married. Let's say they're not married.
2: Right. But
1: it's like, do I bring it up to them? Do I leave and just be like you got issues? (laughs) Like, how do I know that they for real maybe have Validation or self esteem issues, or if it's just me and I need to be more loving? Mm. I know. Hit you with the good question. Uh,
0: <laughs> what this dance you're doing? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> no, I remember when it was us,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like, there were times you would just call me on it. Like, <laughs> look, and, I'm over here like, did I? But what's crazy is like, at in my head, it sounded like what you said earlier. Like, Psh, ah, you don't need me to say that da, 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 da for you. Right. But I don't think that was your intent. Mm-hmm. But there were just times where you would just call me on it. Like, okay, well, I don't know if that's like healthy. Like I don't, cause you would just be very honest. Like I can't give that to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think that's grounds for our relationship to be done. Yeah. But if you're expecting this from me, I think that's an unfair expectation.
1: Okay. Give a real or a made up example of like, like a conversation that um, we might have Mm -hmm. where either you or I may be like, I feel like I need this from you. And that that is actually unrealistic Mm. due to um, issues in validation and self esteem.
0: So back when it was like the whole move conversation. Okay. We were talking about moving and you know I was obviously very much for moving and you Mm -hmm. were like not yeah right I think at some point it became clear that my expectation for you was that you would just like for lack of better terms like shut up and go with it right Mm -hmm. but I guess to be more specific I was like look like I, I just I need your support like I need you to like get on board like help with this like tell me my idea is good. Like, let's keep, let's do this. Right. Yeah. And it was clear that you were like, no, like one, I don't think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. And also I have feelings. So (laughs) no. Right. Um, But what I realized through that process was like, I had this whole thing of being the husband, Mm -hmm. right. And what I thought being a husband meant. Yeah. Right, like being a husband, meaning being the breadwinner and and doing this whole thing. I feel like I had kind of a chip on my shoulder, you know, just because of my background, mm-hmm. right? So was, I was very determined to, you know, be super husband. Mm. Like I'm gonna establish a life for my my family. Where I'm gonna go out and kill all the animals and bring oh, them back boy. to feast. Like boy. that was that was my mindset, <laughs> and so. When it came down to it, and mm. I was not able to provide in that way, mm-hmm. right? Like that was a very big hit on my self esteem. And then on top of that, one of my love languages is words of affirmation, right? And your mm-hmm. thought process was like, well, "Well, you're being pretty stupid right now. There's really nothing to affirm, right?" Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I. Said... Okay, I, you didn't. I'm not saying you said that.
1: <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. No, no.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that the, I would imagine this is what you were thinking based on how I was acting
1: probably, at the time. Probably. Right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: but you know, but because of all of that, it just took such a toll on me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm walking around feeling worthless. And like, yeah. now I have to find something to make me feel better. Yeah. Right. And at that time, it presented itself in like material things. Yeah. I was just buying stuff. Mm-hmm. like i I took out an extra credit card to buy stuff, yeah, like just that was crazy, yeah, <laughs> like
1: oh my goodness, because
0: it was like <laughs> I, I wanted to feel like I was doing something, yeah, right, and I had just been so deflated through that season mm-hmm. that that was really like the only coping I had at the time, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, again, that need for validation, looking around at who society says that we should be right like society says I'm the man I should be making decisions I should put my foot down that woman shouldn't be crossing me like that right who is saying these things it it just depends on who you are asking right
1: it was the voice I was like who is saying I
0: mean we live in the south okay so (laughs) woman right but anyway (laughs) but no I mean in all seriousness right there are all sorts of unhealthy ideas and dialogues around how we should be acting as people yeah, um, in relationships, out of relationships. Right. You know, I mean, like we've, we had this conversation, there's like the debates on how much a man should spend on a date and mm-hmm. how much a ring should cost. Oh,
2: like Lord. everyone's
0: got their terms.
2: Right. Right.
0: And that's mm-hmm. why it's so important for us as Christians to understand God's terms mm-hmm. and like, then thus being okay with, okay, well, if God says this about me, if God says, if I do this, this, and this, I'm good, Yeah. then I'm good. Right. Right. But that's not where my head was at back then.
2: Yeah.
0: It was just like, okay, well, I don't have this amount of money in the bank. I'm not driving this kind of car. I don't have a house. Uh, I don't have a master's degree.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't have the six figure income. Like so many things that I thought we were, I was supposed to have because yeah. I don't know, because I'm just me. Mm -hmm. Like, how arrogant is that? But, you know, when, again, when your need for validation or your validation comes from those things, all those things are temporal, right? None of those things are guaranteed. The only thing that is, is God and his love. Mm -hmm. So whenever we're looking outside of God's love for our validation, we're leading ourselves down a path to destruction, Mm -hmm. right? And when you're in a relationship, you can be leading that relationship to destruction, Because we're all humans. There's only so much we can take.
1: Yeah. Um, That was really good. Um, I was just thinking...
2: Well, hold on.
1: Sorry, guys. It's late. It's always late. But um, I was just thinking that one thing that um, God had to work on me with was kids. Like I did not realize how much I was like I had my claws and like every utensil or tool that I had like in the idea of I need more kids and I need to be a stay at home mom to be a good mom. Like it's not enough that I work and that I have one child and I take care of her well like to be important enough or to be taken seriously. I need I need the kids. I need more Mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. And I need to be a stay-at-home mom. And I need everything in the house has to be organic. And I need to bake bread from scratch. (laughs) And I need, like, you laugh, but I'm for real. Uh. And so, what was interesting was in 2015, in December, when um, the doctors diagnosed me with PCOS, and they were like, oh, well, I mean, you might have another one, but you might not. Um, it was just like it was the biggest blow ever mm-hmm. and before that we'd had a miscarriage and then we had two more after that, and it was just like, okay, like because, I mean it's it's a very sad thing, obviously, and anyone yeah. that's experienced that, I'm very sorry, like I, I don't know how you feel, you know because I'm not you right. but I just know how it feels to lose a child that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very difficult. Yeah. And heartbreaking yeah. um but one thing that I <laughs> learned about myself was that I really like every breath that I took was just "Am I pregnant today, and that mm. is just so unhealthy, yeah, and it's it can be tricky, and I think that Satan uses that um in the lives of women that are using that as validation. Mm. Because it can seem like, well, children are a blessing. So mm. me desiring them is not wrong. Right. No. But when you make that your idol mm. and all that you can think about, then it is wrong.
0: Right. Yeah. Just like the, like, uh, Proverbs says, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, right? That tells us money isn't bad. But then the Bible also says the love of money is the root of all evil. Exactly. Right. Like we can obsess over things that God gives us, you know, in an unhealthy way. Exactly. Right. Like sex is made for marriage.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: But we can absolutely put sex in an improper place and cause destruction with it. Yeah. Right. The same for money, the same for children, the same for marriage itself. Yeah. You know, Um. so, yeah, like just because something that you're chasing after may be godly you can certainly chase after that in an ungodly way and you can make it an idol. Right. Um, yeah, that's, I remember like that season, there's always that point where you're faced with, okay, I'm looking at this in in an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. Now I gotta get, put the pieces back together. Yeah. And I remember we went through that when, you know, I went through that in like the aftermath of the move, right. Or the lack thereof. (laughs) Um, you know, when we had dealt with the miscarriage, because I remember at one point, like, I think we had, we had both lost jobs, yep. you know, we'd lost loved ones, we had miscarried. And I remember like at one point, just wanting a child so badly, so that it felt like something good had happened in the last yeah. three years.
1: Absolutely. It definitely was for me like a, I need this to happen so that everything is good. And I know that if God would have allowed it, it would have been terrible. Not the child, mm-hmm. but just the situation and how I handled it and everything. And so I can't answer the, you know, why I haven't had a child at this point, all that. I mean, who can really say definitively? Unless they've actually heard from God and He's told them, um, which I haven't heard of, this is why you've had to wait. But I do sit back sometimes and I'm grateful that I wasn't, that it wasn't given to me or it wasn't allowed at that time Mm -hmm. because I was not ready for it. Um, And so I believe that, you know, God may have, and I don't know, but may have just allowed it not to happen because it's like, she is going to turn into an absolute monster if I let her have these babies right now, (laughs) like, you know, and it's interesting because now I I have this feeling (laughs) that it's going to happen soon. And I won't say that I don't want it to, but I'm so focused on other things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm into other things at church and Brandon and I are just on like the best page that we've ever been on. And I mean, our marriage hasn't been like, you know, crap. That's not what I'm saying, but you know, it goes through seasons. And so we're just in such a great place and I'm just enjoying him and enjoying Leah our family time and the little time we do have in between like not working our butt off butts off to just relax as a family. Yeah. And so I'm just like, you know, let's just manage this. Let's keep building on this so that when the kids come, you know, we're ready for that, but there's no push anymore. There's literally nothing like people ask me all the time. um, A select few, but then of course my doctor is like, so are you guys wanting to like right now? And we always give the same response. Now we're just like, well, it's never really a response. We're just right. kind of like, if it happens, great. If it does not God that's is fine. still great. Yeah, like I mean, we're, not, right. Right. we're not pressed at all.
0: <laughs> right. You know, I mean, Paul talks about like being able to find yourself, like no matter what state you find yourself yeah. in being content. Amen. Right. And that's, again like I think because we're Americans right like we hear that and think okay that's lazy
2: Mm -hmm. like
0: because it almost sounds like okay well, whichever way the wind blows whatever right but it's not it's us accepting that okay no matter what it is that we can collect for ourselves while we're here right it's nothing compared to what we've got waiting for us in heaven Yeah. right so if I don't have a whole lot of money right now Whatever. Yeah, I'm going to work to make more because, again, I'm trying to leave that inheritance for my kids. kids, Right. But I'm not about to just be like, woe is me. God, why not? Why have you not shown me favor? I'm not about to be out there sackcloth and ashes, you know, because I don't have money. It's like, well, God is still good. Yeah. You know, if I don't make it here, I'll make it there, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do whatever I can to be a good steward of what I have right now. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I think that's a really great place to be. Um, And we see all throughout the Bible. And I'm sure that you guys have heard it too. Like it's when you get to that place of Lord, whatever you want to do with my life. And you let go of that thing that you've made an idol that he can freely give it to you. Um, And so that's why I'm not saying, well, actually (laughs) I was about to say, I'm not saying that God's given me a dream or a vision or a word or anything, but Mm. that would be a lie because he has, but (laughs) You know, so we, so we are preparing because we know that it's coming soon, but, um, I don't know. It's just very different. The feeling is just very different when it's not, I need this thing to validate me. Right. And it's just like, let's say if it, if you are at one point in time, like I need to have this mansion, God, you know, and then you finally get yourself together And then you're in a position where you can help those that need some place to stay or whatever. And your heart is turned towards the Lord. And then he's like, "Okay, your heart is right now. I can bless you with that mansion, not because you needed it at that time, but because I need you to do something else for somebody else, not just for you to sit in and enjoy for the rest of your life. So it's just different. So we're not saying that um, anything that you desire, you're not going to get at that time. I mean, you may not get it because your heart's not right, but that you won't get it ever Right. It just may be like, OK, if that's in the will of God, once your heart is right, then that may be something that he releases to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely reasons, I think, that God keeps us away from certain things at certain times.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Like, I love Leah. I want her to have her best time. Right. I want her to live her best life, as they said. <laughs> right? right. But I also don't want her teeth to rot out so she can't eat candy for every meal no she cannot you know like there's gonna be times where I'm like nah dog you gotta eat that broccoli like nothing else until you eat the broccoli Yep. right and for her that's not fun right (laughs) she made me feel like she's being sifted like wheat right
1: (laughs) (laughs) broccoli is actually her favorite vegetable so she's fine with it but not if like there's something that she wants more
0: okay what about green beans she never likes green beans she hates green beans they all taste the same to me but anyway It's all green, but
1: they're all really good. But anyway,
0: anyway, you know, but she may not like that. She may not like that season, Yeah, (laughs) the season of broccoli and green beans. Get it together. Anyway, (laughs) but you know, she has to have it. She has to go through that. Right. So we have to go through these seasons where it's like, okay, well, we may not get that right now. And it's because God's preparing us for something else. Right. Like, so and that's not to say that, like, okay, you don't have it right now, but you're going to get your Gulfstream jet. That's not what I'm saying. Like, please, <laughs> no. please do not misconstrue what I'm saying. Like, exactly. I, it's not about, like, your riches and, you know, no. all the gold coins. That
1: is not the message you're not about that to we're be preaching. Sultan
0: of Agrabah. Like, it's no. Listen, like, it's. I'm just saying, (laughs) right? (laughs) But you know, God has placed certain desires in each of us, and just because He's placed those desires in us, doesn't mean He's going to just give us those things immediately. Mm -hmm. And that—that's all I'm saying. So you you might be believing God. (laughs) Anyway, you might be believing God for a husband, (laughs) right? You might be believing God for children, or whatever the situation may be. I don't mean to make light of that. I just. I was really like that.
1: Laugh should not have gone
0: right there. Like I've heard, no, throw
1: stones
0: at you. You know, you've heard pastors (laughs) preaching like, "Oh, now I know some of y'all believe in God for a husband," right? And I'm just like, they always put a lot on it. Yeah. So, but um, anyway, so I mean, let's talk about real quick. I mean, since this is real love and we are in a marriage, right? Like some of the consequences of looking for that validation in your marriage. I'm sorry. Was that my turn?
1: Okay, so miss my cue, y'all. But I mean, my biggest thing, like what my mind goes to immediately because I've done it before, um, is you just miss out on so much. It's almost like for me, I woke up like once my heart was right. I woke up and I was like, oh, Brandon. Okay, so what's your favorite thing? And what do you like to do? It's like you almost miss like a whole chunk of time Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're just so focused on your feelings Mm -hmm. you're just so inwardly focused it I don't know that that was my biggest thing um and obviously that affected everything else because you had to repeat yourself and I wasn't really focused on the relationship for the right reasons it was just make me feel good Mm -hmm. um and then if it wasn't you and it was something else, I still just wasn't focused on you.
2: Um,
1: you're not meeting the other person's needs. If you're focused on your own validation, You're it's, it's a very selfish season. It's just like I'm focused on me. So if there's something the other person is lacking, you can't give that to them. Right. Also, you guys are not working together
2: right.
1: um, towards the calling that God has placed over your marriage because somebody is Inwardly focused, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, like that season, I wanted to feel like the big dog, and I just started buying a whole bunch of stuff on credit cards. Right. Like one, I created a bunch of debt for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, like, well, there there came a season, not long after, where it was like, okay, we need some extra money. Well, dang, if I hadn't spent the money on credit cards on this, we could have bought groceries this month with that. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. there's so many ways where that just, like, it can come back to bite you, yeah, you know? But again, like, there are other times where it's like, okay, well, if all of my, my, that word I'm looking for,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: you know, but if, if the way I feel about myself only corresponds to how I think my marriage is doing, well, what happens when my spouse lets me know that our marriage isn't where I thought it was, mm-hmm. right? What happens when she stops telling me that she loves me? What happens if you know she's angry at me and it's like, oh, sleep on the couch, right? Like, what happened? I don't know. I, I don't sleep on couches because
2: no. I pay
0: rent. But okay, listen, stop. <laughs> not
1: sleep on the couch.
0: <laughs> What's and, wrong with you? I'm just saying. But anyway, um, I don't know. There are so many different situations where it's like you might think you're good, but again, one of those love languages gets shut off, mm-hmm. right? you know, we're taught not to do this. Right. But she may withhold herself. He may withhold himself like as punishment for you not doing something the right way. Right. Right. Like, you know, y'all may be giving each other the silent treatment. Yeah. Right. Like date night, what date night, forget that. Like, cause I'm mm-hmm. mad at you. Right. But when all of my, when I've made, okay, as long as Ashley and I are good in this moment, then I'm good and my life is in in good a good place right as soon as she and I are not good then again like I'm looking for something else to make me feel better mhm right and in the worst situations that could be another person yeah you know like because again we're looking at imperfect people to fill a spot that only God can exactly you know so yeah i guess that's like the <laughs> the ultimate consequence
2: um,
0: yeah. I guess there's not really much more to say with that. Um, mm-hmm. did you have any, like maybe last practical tips for, um, helping someone who may suffer with like self-esteem issues or feel like they're not good enough outside of material things or relationship? Is there something you'd point them to, to kind of break that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the word of God, um, a good study Bible is great because it'll break things down for you. Yeah. Um, take lots of notes refer back to them study them if you've been in college going to college been in school at any point in time then um, i'm pretty sure we don't have to break down you know how to study and all that even flashcards and all that seriously guys like to study your word is great mm-hmm. um, some books um we talked about this is on a different podcast but um, victory over the darkness by
0: Was that neil adams
1: Neil T. Anderson. Anderson. Sorry, I was looking at the bookshelf, guys. But <laughs> but Victory Over the Darkness, seriously. Lots of scriptural references um, and um, confessions that you can say daily or however often you need to. Several times a day for me it was. Um, but that's really going to help you with your identity. Yeah. And that's going to help you build that foundation. So not just reading that alone. Um, I would not suggest that. Um, some might. I don't. So read that alongside your word. That's going to be a great tool. They're going to work well together to help really drill in you who you are so that, you know, when the enemy comes with, um, why they say that? Well, what does that mean? Oh, well, you not, whatever, you know who you are because that's the most important thing. That's where all these issues are going to come from. You not really being rooted and grounded in who am I in Christ? Um, because that's the most important um, the most important is not even, oh, I'm a black man. I'm a black woman. You're you're a Christian man. You're a Christian <laughs> woman. You know, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. But really, that's who we are first. Right. Um, if we're believers, that's what matters first. Right. That we're believers.
0: Yeah, so I would recommend that. Um, and then for the guys out there, I don't really deal with like women's books. but Obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there are a couple that I would recommend. One of them is called The Masculine Mandate. I believe the author of that one is Richard Phillips. That one's not on the shelf. I loaned it out. Um, But that one, that was one of the first books I read about, like, biblical manhood. And I think for us as men, we identify so much with, like, our work. And not necessarily, like, our career, but just the daily, like, okay, this is what I need to get done today. And I think The Masculine Mandate does a great job of laying out, like, what God Gives us as responsibilities, yeah. and shows us okay, this is who we should be striving to be, mm-hmm. right? And understanding that responsibility keeps us out of a lot of nonsense,
2: amen.
0: Um, so there's that one, um, really almost anything by Miles Monroe, but
1: oh, yeah, they have the the um, this is
0: the purpose and power of men?
1: and women
0: yeah they have one for women too I yeah. assume it's good
1: it's really good it is oh wait and then there's one I wouldn't loan it out but I have highlighted and scribbled oh the um, most important person on earth yes the most important person on earth read that and that's good for men women it doesn't matter like that's really good as well um, but my number one would be victory over the darkness um, and then you can follow that up with whatever you like
0: Yeah. So those are some resources. Again, I think really self-esteem issues are are really just identity issues.
2: Yeah. Right. Like,
0: you know, but God says you're enough. You're more than enough. Right. And well, God with you is enough. Yes. Right. And so if we understand that. Then we're not looking at, oh, my face is crooked and it's not symmetrical. Right. I don't look like Denzel Washington or I'm not a size two or whatever it is that we look at ourselves and like, oh, I've fallen short.
2: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Um, And when that's not the case, then we can be happy or content. with ourselves, and we can lead much more productive lives and relationships, whether it's just friendships with people, whether it's, you know, our roles and responsibilities in the body of Christ, or, you know, again, it could be like, you know, a marriage type relationship, but we can be much more effective people when we understand who we are in Christ. Yeah. And that was really the point of this whole conversation. So I hope it blessed you. Absolutely. Yeah. So.
1: Don't forget to love on somebody this week.
0: Well, oh, go ahead. Before you leave, hug no, your neighbor. Really. I was being for real. <laughs> it's benediction here. I
1: think that we do. I think we do a great job of focusing and sometimes accidentally on ourselves a lot. Uh, but just try to look outside of yourself, you know, for the next week until we meet again <laughs> and love on somebody. Don't forget that we are on iTunes. We are on Facebook. Um, Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Do not forget to leave an honest five star
0: rating. Five <laughs> star
1: review. Please, if it's comment. less than that, you're a hater. Anyways, please comment, like, and subscribe. Is that no? Uh,
0: that's please your, that's, comment. That's, and that's like. you watching all your YouTube. Yeah, probably
1: YouTube. We're not on uh-huh. YouTube yet, so just comment and like us on Facebook. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, if you want us to talk about something or if you have a comment, just wanna say hello. You can do all that there. We do have an email address as well.
0: Yes. It's reallovepodcast at gmail.com
1: So hit us up there.
0: Or you can use the contact form at reallovepodcast dot com. But everywhere you're looking for us, it's reallovepodcast. Yes.
1: And we're going to do better at sharing. We are so busy with other things, but we're going to do better at spreading the word so that we have more family members here to listen in and chit chat with us, hopefully, in the near future. So,
0: yeah, um, I mean, do us a favor, share the podcast wherever you may find it. Yep. Uh, so on Facebook, Instagram, and tag us when you share it. We'll shout you out on the next episode.
1: Yep. So special shout out to Alicia and Troy. Thank you guys so much for listening consistently. We know we have other um, listeners that listen all the time. All right. Zoe, we love you guys so much. Um, who else am I missing?
0: I don't know. I feel like this, this will just end up naming people for the other 30 minutes. And.
1: Oh um, yeah. Well, if if I missed you, which I'm sure I did, Quay, we love you very much as well. Uh, uh, thank you for listening.
0: Uh, Kyle and Keita
1: Yes, Kyle and Keita Thank you guys for listening.
0: Rachel. Rachel loves to podcast. Rachel, hey girl. <laughs> thank of, you for listening. Uh, my mom. Shout out to my mother. She was listening. Hey
1: mom. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, there's plenty of people that listen. To
1: all of you all guys. Of you. I no. wish we could just sit and shout you all out, but we noticed and- We love your feedback, so keep giving it to us. What you're liking, what you don't like, suggestions. We love it all, and we love you guys. Have a great week. Right, right, right. Peace. Bye.